0: somebody had my name on other platforms of course (laughs) all right so yes and uh do want to let you know that we do drop a new episode here every every wednesday and saturday so be sure to uh hit that follow or subscribe button no matter where you're listening to we are on all podcast platforms all right so i hope you enjoyed today's show and uh, again god bless and god bless america And welcome to another episode of the Red Pill Current News Podcast. Hey, how's everybody doing? This is the Kentucky Guy on this rainy Saturday evening. Hope you all are doing well, well in this big, beautiful, crazy world of ours. Uh, yeah, coming at you live here from Eastern Kentucky. Uh, just a couple of house cleaning uh, tips. hmm uh, <clears throat> Almost got ahead of myself. How about that there? Uh, So we do have... We do drop new episodes here every Wednesday and Saturday. Also for you wrestling fans. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. I am the host of that show as well. Brother. So if you get a chance, check that out. We do drop new episodes there every... (laughs) Every Monday and friday all right guys so i hope you guys are having a great day (laughs) sounds like it beautiful 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 all right so let's get into the geopolitical political economy this beautiful country of ours let's get into the top news all right so if you haven't heard yet one thing we do pride ourselves here is we try to bring you news that you're just not going to see just anywhere However, this is probably on the mainstream media by now, uh, but it just came out yesterday, so I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Elon Musk bid to drop the Twitter deal exposes the company's rotting culture. Elon Musk's decision to back out of his $44 billion agreement to buy Twitter comes as no surprise to those of us who predicted the implosion for months, and further exposes. The incurable, rotting, politically discriminatory <laughs> culture inside the blue bird. Uh, this is Gitter CEO and former top Trump aide Jason Miller said on Friday. Twitter said it plans to pursue legal action against Musk to enforce the merger agreement. We are confident we will prevail in the Delaware Court of Chancery, Chairman Brett Taylor tweeted, I doubt they will. Uh, Elon Musk is a very, very smart man, and I don't think he would have backed out of this deal uh, if uh, he thought they have a case against him. Uh, Musk, in an SEC filing Friday, said the social media company had not met its contractual obligations and that it was likely undercounting the number of bots accounts on its platform. He said Twitter firing of two top executives also breached the merger agreement, as did certain employee layoffs and hiring freezes. See, when you enter into a contract, even if it's a verbal contract, I'm sure this wasn't, uh, there are certain agreements that you have to meet on each side of the company. I've been a part of, not owned them, just worked for two companies uh, through when I was in the independent, uh, in the private sector independent. In the private sector, uh, I was with two different companies. Ads, they were absorbed by larger companies, uh, so I know a little bit about this. Uh, once again, they weren't my companies; I just worked there. Uh, but uh, shoo, man, I was a—you uh, know—I was—I um, don't know how to put it. I was—I was—I uh, was a part of it uh, on both occasions because uh, I was blessed enough to have a, a high enough position that I was. Right there, and got to see uh, got to see a lot of things, and and I know that there is, um, you know, there there's there's certain things uh, that you just can't do. So, and uh, I think uh, Elon Musk here, I think he has a perfect perfect case here. Uh, Miller once again said it's time for Twitter users to declare their independence from big tech and seek out free speech alternatives like Gitter. Where all users are, and we we actually are on Gitter. It's G E T T R. Uh, we're on there. Uh, I do post uh, updates on the podcast on there quite a bit. I um, haven't really started posting videos on there yet. Still getting kind of used to it, uh, but it is a good. I mean, like we've got some, we we've built up quite a bit of following on there already, and uh, you know, doing pretty good on there. So, and and they they're constantly improving uh, the app and in the, in the space. So I like it. But anyways, uh, where all users are treated equally where the Twitter practices of shadow banning and manipulating algorithms are prohibited and where your political voice will never be censored. And that's one of the reasons why we're there. So now we are on Twitter, as I mentioned before, but now that Elon Musk is not buying it, uh, we may be dropping Twitter again. Uh, I noticed that I, I, I still think we're shadow ban. I mean, we have one follower uh and and you're talking you know uh you know we've been blessed to have 14,000 followers on on another social media uh site uh even on uh tiktok which is fights us every step of the way uh we we've managed to hit over 100 followers on there in the short time that we've been back on so i don't know uh anyways he goes on to say twitter's culture is broken and cannot be fixed Let's not forget the freakout by Twitter employees at Musk's takeover that was so severe the company had to put safeguards in place to prevent engineers from sabotaging the platform. Or the leaked videos of Twitter employees personally mocking Musk and other employees joyously exclaiming, We're commie. We're commie. We're commie. Other t- I don't know. We're, that's what it says. Uh, other Twitter employees personally attack musk as being an ideological extremist who would empower disinformation despite the fact that he's constantly voted and consistently voted democratic miller said yeah so i that's going to be one of them stories that i'm marking and i'm going to keep up with and i will keep you all up to date with as well but as of right now elon musk has pulled from the deal uh, they did not give him the information. Uh, he said you could fit it on a USB drive on how many bots there are. I mean, this guy's a very smart man. He doesn't just hire smart people. He is an engineer. Uh, so I'm very curious to see how this works out. I know how it's going to work out. I know he's going to win. Uh, I just I don't know if he's going to. Man, you know, it would be very curious because this happened after the stock market closed yesterday. Uh, when he made this announcement, so it's going to be very curious to see what Twitter stock looks like on Monday, and uh, you know they got a lot of shareholders, so very, very, very curiously here, you know, very curious on this. Very, 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 very curious. All right, so let's move on to uh, Mr. Trump. Oh man, if you haven't had a chance to watch this yet, uh, Trump at the Nevada rally yesterday uh... he was there in las vegas uh... he just uh... you know one of the statements was a deadly wave of lawlessness sweeping the nation uh... if you like if you don't like trump or if you like trump i, I miss trump i do I-, I i miss getting the facts i miss uh... uh... him on on television uh... exposing the uh... mainstream media i know i know that there's people that listen to this podcast who, uh, who? Some even thinks he's he's like the devil still, uh, <laughs> and I, I I just don't get it. Um, he's he's done what he said. You know, he didn't just say when he was campaigning in 2016 that uh, he didn't just say you know make America great again. He didn't just say put America first. He done it. He done it. He was actually a president who did what he said he was going to do. And uh, I, I miss him. I do. I watched, that, uh, I watched a video of this uh, rally this morning, and uh, I just, uh, I, I don't know, man. I, he's one of a kind. Uh, I'll tell you guys something. When he gave his goodbye speech, one of his, one of his departing speeches at the border before this new corrupt fake regime took over, I felt like a sorrowness in my heart, and I couldn't I couldn't explain it because I wasn't a huge, I mean I'm guilty. I wasn't a real big huge Trump supporter. Uh, his first couple years, actually, I wasn't. Uh, I voted for him. I definitely voted for him against Hillary but i wasn't like a huge nothing like i am now and even at that time right in in january 20th or this was i think january 19th uh 2021 uh i i felt this great sadness uh great sadness in me uh when i was listening to that speech and uh I couldn't figure out why. I was like, "What?" you know, I mean, I'd done, I'd started, I'd already started my research, right, uh, into that. But I hadn't really got that far into him personally. Uh, and I was still holding the past against him in some ways. Uh, you know, I listened to the mainstream media. Uh, you know, everybody changes. Everybody's got a pass. Man, I would hate for somebody to bring up my past against me because I'm a completely different person than i was then and i think he's a different person than what he was when he came down the escalator some of you don't agree that's fine but there was a sadness i couldn't figure it out and you know uh the other day i was thinking about it just the other day i was thinking i was like you know i felt that i was watching i was doing some research and i was looking at everything that biden and this administration has done to the American people and how we look like so weak across the nations and how China any day is going to invade Taiwan, mark it down, it's going to happen because uh, we look so weak. Um, that sadness came back, right? And I was like, that's why. Something was telling me that we were going to head. This is before I started really doing a lot of research. I just started because I knew something was wrong in the 2020 election. I knew it. And uh, yeah. So you guys know how I feel about that. And I was like, yeah, this is. Uh, this is uh, this is why something was telling me that, uh, you know, we're in for uh, tough times. Tough times. <sighs> so former Trump. Former president, I hate saying former, President Donald Trump told attendees at a Friday event in Las Vegas, Nevada, that a deadly wave of lawlessness is hitting the United States and fueled by Democrats' soft-on-crime policies. Amen. While speaking at the Treasure Island Hotel and Casino, Trump pointed out that violent crime has skyrocketed in every city the radical left defunded the police. Proceeding to list crimes statistics in some of the country's largest cities in Washington, D.C., which is the District of Columbia, uh, Columbia, it's not the United States, there was a 35% rise from 2019 to 2021, and that's low compared to many other cities. In New York, it was up, and we're talking about crime, folks, murders uh carjacking theft uh in new york it's a it was up 52 percent in chicago it was so bad it's a war zone and we i've talked about chicago many times it used to be a beautiful city it's 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 horrible now it was up much more than 60 percent and in atlanta it was even worse than chicago you practically can't i didn't even know this about atlanta until i watched that speech you practically cannot walk outside Without getting shot, it's so bad. And the list goes on and on, the former president said. Quote from the president. One regret I have as president is that I let the let the Democrats that should be running their cities do their job on crime. He continued, laminating that he didn't do their job for them, but promising he wouldn't make the same mistake again. And he's right. He, that was a mistake. He, these blue states that were ran by these crazy leftists that continued, Portland, uh, Chicago, that continued to let uh, these rights happen, um, and he was like, he left it up to the governors, he, he, these Democratic governors. He gave them the opportunity to bring in the troops, and they didn't do it. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm glad that he realizes that mistake. I always said Trump was a great president. But he did have some poor advisors around him, and I really believe that. He had some swamp people around him. Mike Pence is one. Mike Pence is not the good man that people think he is. He's a horrible, horrible man. But it'll all come out, you'll all see. Trump made his comments at the event with Joe Lombardo, Clark County sheriff and Republican candidate for Nevada governor, and a Republican Nevada Senate candidate, Adam Laxalt. He also focused on the crisis at the southern border, stating that the U.S. needs to be strong to do what needs to be done regarding the unprecedented wave of fentanyl crossing the southern border. I don't know where, y- where y'all are here in Kentucky. That drug is killing our kids everywhere. I mean, man, they are mixing that stuff with heroin. I mean, drugs are up anyways because of the lockdowns. I mean, I'm just going to be honest with you. The devil has ran wild, uh, with this COVID, especially on our kids. Drugs are horrible. Methamphetamines, crystal meth, all that stuff. Um, but now they've got this fentanyl, which they're mixing with heroin and, and other drugs and our kids are just dying. Another quote from the president. We must also have the death penalty for those who kill police officers as well as those who kill through human trafficking, he declared. Now, that's his statement, not mine. Uh, Another statement, uh, we can be streetwise, tough, and smart and end our problem, or we can be politically correct. Now, by the way, after saying this, Biden's... (laughs) disapproval rating came out today his disapproval rating is 58 percent lower than any other president lower than donald trump's because donald trump's took a dip due to the pandemic people thought that he wasn't handling it quick enough of course right the president gets the blame i mean that's that's how it is. I I don't have a problem with it. It might not be fair, but that's how it is. I mean, that's how it's always been. But Biden's disapproval rate is 58%. Disapproval rate. <laughs> this guy is a joke, man. And, uh, yeah, I've got a little bit more news on Donald Trump. Um, but right now we need to take a sponsor break, anchor our sponsor for this episode. Uh, If you're thinking about doing a podcast or already have a podcast, you may want to consider Anchor on your iOS or Android device or on the web at Anchor FM. you are facts, folks. Thanks so much. Hey, guys, have you heard about Anchor by Spotify? It's the best and easiest way I've found to start a new podcast. Everything is right there. At Anchor, I can not only record my podcast, I can add music, I can add sounds, and much more. Also, I can trim and crop my podcast as well, all in one place, right there on my iPhone or computer. On Anchor, as a host, you can distribute your podcast on platforms like Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, and many more. Everything is in one place Oh, yeah, I almost forgot. Best part of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, and welcome, welcome back. Yeah, so as I was saying, Anchor, you can do it all in one place. So yeah, let's get on with the let's move on with the political and curtain news. Uh, so Joe Rogan was on a podcast. Uh, if you don't know who Joe Rogan is, uh, he has a podcast. He's a former UFC uh, fighter. Uh, he does interviews with uh, different people and what have you. He said that he is not a Donald Trump supporter, and he has denied Donald Trump from uh his podcast not allowing him to come on his podcast because he didn't want to help him in any way a response that they thought was from donald trump but it's actually a fake response come to find out it's and actually a comedian and i don't find it funny at all uh took a state a donald trump uh self-stamped statement and wrote that uh Lion Joe uh, never asked me. I denied, or or I never asked to be on his podcast. He's asked me several, several times. uh, This and that, and uh, said some negative stuff about uh, Ron DeSantis because that that looks like who Joe Rogan uh, wants for the twenty twenty four candidate. Okay, so that's not Donald Trump hasn't responded to Joe Rogan. Okay. So you're going to see that, you're going to hear that. I even heard that on one of the guys that I listen to to try to see if they're hearing anything different than I am. And he he read it off uh, on his video as facts. Guys, you got to do your research. You got to make sure if stuff's true or not. You can't just go out there and tell the public, especially when you have a following, that uh just repeat garbage. And and, and not do your research and back it up. So no, Donald Trump has not responded. Now, the Kentucky guy is going to respond for Donald Trump. Joe Rogan, you are nobody. You are a pothead, drug-induced piece of scum. You would jump at the chance for someone like Donald Trump to come on your little podcast. You would. Now, you may want to give in to the left because you're all over the media right now. And I tell you, when they're all over fake media, I have a serious, serious problem with them because something's up. And I'm going to say something else, and some of you aren't going to like this, but Ron DeSantis, uh, I don't know what's going on with this guy, but I'm starting to worry a little bit. Uh, He met uh, yesterday with the top GOP Republican donors. Yeah, GOP, rhino. Top GOP Republican donors. Uh, Come on, Ron. I've bragged about you so much, calling you one of the best governors out there, Uh, and I do think that you've done a tremendous job uh, for, for Florida. But, man, don't forget the person that put you on track. Don't overlook Trump and don't forget about him. And dude, when you get in these guys, get you in their pocket, you're at their will. Uh, I just, it's very disturbing. But yeah, Joe Rogan, dude, you're nobody. You're 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 nothing. Seriously, you, you used to be a fighter, and then you called matches, and then uh, you uh, hosted a uh, Fear Factor. Uh, yeah, you're you're a pretty cool guy. Uh huh. You know, you're just like the rest of the celebrities come. Guys, do not make these celebrities, politicians, musicians. These are not heroes. Do not put these people on a pedestal. And do not let your children do it as well. Please. Because there's nothing, they're so corrupt. And, you know, if you're not awake yet, you're going to see. You're going to see. Let's move along. Biden administration weighs options for Alaska drilling project that would produce 629 million barrels of oil. Can't make this stuff up, folks. The Biden administration is weighing several options for the future of a major proposed drilling project in Alaska that could produce massive quantities of oil and significantly contribute to climate change. (laughs) Here we go again. I knew it was too good to be true. The administration released an environmental review that said that at its peak, the project could produce more than 180,000 barrels of oil per day and produce a total of 629 million barrels overall over the course of a 30-day year duration. However, court found that the project could contribute between 278 million and nearly 287 million metric tons of carbon dioxide to climate, ch- <laughs> to climate change over the same period. That's equivalent of the carbon dioxide contribution Between about 59.9 million and 61.8 million cars that are driven for a year. I mean, okay, yeah, uh, the climate change is a money-grab scheme. If you haven't figured that out yet, I mean, yeah, Uh, John Kerry, yeah. Uh, The review contains several alternatives for the uh, ultimate decision that the administration may make on the project, including blocking it, of course, uh, allowing it to proceed as sponsors, uh, Phillips proposed, and shrinking the project. The document doesn't list a preferred option, and a spokesperson for the department confirmed that all of them would be given equal consideration. Yeah, I'm sure. The documents released come after a court tossed, gee, I wonder who appointed that judge, after a court tossed the Trump-era approval of the project, known as the Willow Project, last year. A judge argued that the analysis, analysis behind that approval was flawed for environmental reasons, including a lack of, of consideration of compliant climate impacts can't make this stuff up folks the judge ordered the Biden administration to redo it yeah I'm sure the Biden administration had had initially backed the Trump error approval but did not appeal the court's decision of course they didn't they knew what they of course they didn't of course they didn't this was one time the Biden, this fake administration was trying to play smart and look like the innocent, like, oh, we were trying to do the right thing. <laughs> the latest analysis comes as, a, as the Biden administration is in a tight political spot. The president is seeking both energize the environmentalists base ahead of the midterms and deal with the optics surrounding high gasoline prices. It has similarly punted in terms of the future of offshore drilling recently proposing between zero and 11 offshore leases sells between 2023 and 2028 buddy you're not going to be in there till 2028 so you know and and you see guys but but our gas prices and the price oil and all that stuff that's russia 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 They invaded Ukraine. This guy, I mean, he's a joke. He's a joke. Next in the headlines. The world is stunned by Abe's death in light of China's gun laws. And this was sad. Uh, President Trump, uh, I read his statement, very heart-touching. President Trump made a statement at 1 a.m., And then another one at 5 a.m. after they, you know, said that uh, the prime minister, uh, Senzo Abe, uh, former prime minister of uh, Japan, (laughs) was assassinated and actually passed away. Joe Biden didn't say anything until 9 a.m. yesterday, by the way. Yeah, I wanted to look up and see if he said anything at all. So Sleepy Joe must have slept in on Friday because he was hours and hours behind the Commander-in-Chief, Donald Trump. Anywho, the assassination of former Prime Minister uh, Senzo Abe in broad daylight Friday shocked a world that has come to associate Japan with uh, relatively low crime and strict gun control. Japan's longest-serving Prime Minister, Abe, was shot in the back while campaigning in the city of Nara for a parliamentary candidate. He died at at a hospital two days before the election. The suspect apparently circumvented the nation's ultra-tight gun regulations by building his own weapon. Police said the 15-inch, 40-centimeter device was obviously homemade, and one expert compared it, to a muzzle-loading gun. Authorities confiscated similar weapons when they raided the suspect's nearby one-room apartment. The motive of the man was taken into custody at the scene remains unclear. Fatal gun violence is virtually unheard of in Japan, and most Japanese go through life without ever handling or even seeing a real gun. Stabbings are more common and killings in Japan major universities major universities have rifle clubs and Japanese police are armed but gun ownership rights have been a distant issue for decades even police rarely resort to firing their pistols with a population of 125 million the country has had just 10 gun related criminal cases last year wow 10 wow resulting in a single death and four injuries according to police eight of those cases were gang related Hmm. okay so yeah so joe biden uses this homemade weapon assassination to decry for gun control in the united states what an idiot here you have a country that has the tightest gun control ever. And it still happens. Gun control does not affect criminals. It does not affect the mentally insane. Your gun control is trying to take guns away from law-abiding as citizens. And you're not getting my gun, Joe. Joe, Joe, you're not getting my gun. So, and folks, the next headline... It's pretty disturbing. The next headline: uh, They're coming after your kids, folks. You're gonna You're gonna need to fight. You're gonna need to get out there. You're gonna need to make some noise. Not just vote in November, but make some noise. If you see something happening at a school board meeting, you know school's coming back soon, within a month in some places. Uh, make some noise. We've got to make noise. The largest U.S. teachers' union allocates $140,000 for an enemy's list. The National Education Association, the largest teachers' union in the country, recently dropped more than $140,000 towards research into conservative organizations working to combat critical race theory and sexualization in schools. Town Hall reported on Friday. The amount... You just can't make this stuff up. The amount was approved at the NEA's annual representative assembly this week to target more than two dozen groups it claims are working to prevent honesty in education. Please. Ugh. The NEA shall compile research to create fact sheets about the largest 25 organizations that are actively working to diminish student rights to honesty in education, freedom of sexual and gender identity, and teacher autonomy. The resolution states, boys, they're coming, boys and girls, they're coming after your kids. You better be shouting at the rooftops. You see something that isn't right, say something. And then this November, get Republican first, American first, Republicans in office. Just do it. Ah, Sleepy Joe. Biden gets devastating blow. He didn't see it coming. I like this one. And Trump actually thanked uh, these people in Wisconsin because they've been working so hard on this. The Wisconsin Supreme Court dealt a huge blow to President Joe Biden and the Democrats and ruled that the use of, pall- of ballot drop boxes is illegal under state law. All drop-off ballots must be delivered in person to the clerk's office. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. In a 4-3 to three ruling, The court's majority said voters can't have other people, cannot have other people return their completed ballots in person to a clerk's office as well. I like that a lot. I do. Um, Justice Rebecca Bradley, writing for the majority, said that under the state law, ballots must be returned to a clerk's office or another designated site, not an intimate object, such as an unstuffed, unstaffed box. Only the legislator may permit absentee voting via ballot drop boxes, she wrote. In dissent, Justice Ann Walsh Bradley, joined by the court's two other liberals, said the decision eradicated a new barrier to voting with little justification are you kidding me what oh wait i know why they're mad i know they won't be able to steal the 2024 election i got it okay that's why uh please Uh, although it pays lip service to the import of the right to vote the majority lead opinion has the practical effect of making it more difficult to exercise it she wrote wisconsin's Democratic governor Tony Evans said of course he's a Democrat probably the only way he got in today's decision is another long line of Wisconsin Republicans success to make it harder for Wisconsinites to exercise their right to vote to undermine our free fair and secure elections and to threaten our democracy Wisconsin free fair elections dude you've already been caught I, I tsh- All right. Robin Voice, the Republican leader in the state assembly, said our next step has to be electing a new governor. Yes, 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 yes. Electing a new governor who will sign additional election reforms. The court's four to three ruling has critical implications. Bye bye, Joey. In 2024 presidential race in which Wisconsin will again be among a handful of battleground battleground states. President Biden defeated Donald Trump, no he didn't, in 2020 by just under 21,000 votes, four years after Trump narrowly won the state by a similar margin. Oh, let's see, 21,000 votes. I guarantee more than that went into these ballot boxes that are unconstitutional now in the state. So Trump won the state, so reverse the uh, electoral votes and, uh, yeah, get sleepy out of there. That's just me. That's just me. That's just me. Anywho, and this is from CNN, folks. From CNN, CNN, <laughs> in a new Monmouth University, Monmouth, Monmouth University poll, just thirty-six percent. Now I really don't think it's that high. Of Americans approve of the job Joe Biden is doing, the lowest mark of his presiden- presidency to date. In the survey, which raises a simple but profound question. How low can Joe go? How low can Joe go? There's a possibility that Biden's number will go lower. Of course it will. Of course it will. Of course it will. I'm not even going to comment on that. Of course he will. The presidents whose approval ratings are below where Biden is today, were battered by serious of crisis on a variety of fronts, which well seems to fit Biden. He continues to struggle amid the public's concerns over inflation, gas prices, and still the ongoing COVID 19 pandemic. That's not to say that Biden isn't at his bottom now, but just rather to note that the factors that have driven past presidents' approval ratings lower do exist for him at the moment. This is from CNN. That all should result in further panic running through the Democrat Party. The single biggest predicator of how a president's party will do in a midterm election is what the president's approval looks like. So CNN is like dumping dumping Biden. Dumping Biden. CNN is irrelevant. I mean, even their employees. I seen a report uh, today or yesterday. One, their employees are uh, panicking because their ratings so low. I mean, CNN's a joke. MSNBC's a joke. I mean, finally, people are waking up and they're and they're and they're just turning that junk off. Just turn it off. I mean, I've said it and said it and said it. Just turn it off. All right, let's move on to the next headline. National Guard deployed. Emergency alert. Texas governor. Greg Abbott has had enough, I don't blame him, of President Biden's mismanagement of darn near everything he has touched and signed an executive order he has touched on everything he has touched. So Greg Abbott signed an executive order to allow the Texas National Guard to do Biden's job. Abbott said, quote, While President Biden refuses to do his job, and enforce the immigration laws enacted by Congress, the state of Texas is once again stepping up and taking unprecedented uh, unprecedented action to protect Americans and secure our southern border. The cartels have become emboldened and enriched by Biden's open border policies, smuggling, smuggling in record numbers of people, weapons, and deadly drugs like fentanyl. Quote, I have authorized the Texas National Guard and the Texas Department of Public Safety to begin returning illegal immigrants to the border to stop this criminal enterprise endangering our communities. As the challenges on the border continue to increase, Texas will continue to take action to address those challenges caused by the Biden administration, Abbott issued a statement that said, "Governor Greg Abbott today issued an executive executive order empowering, uh, yeah, so same thing I just read to you. Uh, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know why that was on there twice. Good for you, Greg Abbott, and God bless Texas. Good for you, Biden." Uh, You know, Biden acts like uh, Texas is a redheaded stepchild, and I'm glad that they step up to him. I'm glad. And you know what? I've not always been a fan, and I'm still, I I still can't call myself a fan, but I've not always been a fan of uh, Greg Abbott, and I do disagree on a lot of things that he's done in the past uh, as far as political. But, man, you know, if he keeps this up and he's really doing this stuff, uh, you know, good for him. Good for him. Uh, Biden acts like Texas is a redheaded stepchild and uh, doesn't really acknowledge them. And, uh, you know, he's just an evil guy, man. He's just a horrible leader and an evil guy. All right. So uh, Kentucky, yeah, Kentucky back in the news again. That's twice now. Kentucky Governor Dandy Andy urges Biden to rescind. A controversial court pick. Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir, Democrat, called on President Joe, President Biden during a press conference on Thursday to rescind any decision to nominate Chad Meredith to the U.S. District Court for the Eastern District of Kentucky. By the way, that's where I am. Hi, how you doing? It's been plenty of time, and by now they should be telling us that it's going to be rescinded. Shearer said, Meredith has not been nominated to the court, but the Hill and other news organizations have obtained emails that suggest the White House was on the verge of nominating Meredith the same day the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade decision on abortion rights. Huh, funny how that works out. Meredith's nomination. Meredith's nomination was not made on June 24th, the day of the court's decision, and has not been made since. On June 23rd, an email from White House aide Kathleen Marshall to Coulter Minix, the director of Bashir's office in Washington, D.C., had indicated that Meredith would be nominated the next day. A second email on June 29th, also from Marshall, Minix, says the content in the first email was pre-decisional and privileged. Meredith has previously worked on cases restricting abortion accesses, including representing former Kentucky Matt Bevins, Republican, in a case in which Planned Parenthood alleged it had been given not been given license to perform abortions in the state. Thereby violating the law, according to the Louisville Carrier Journal. Louisville, by the way, uh, has many, many, many abortion clinics in it. And uh, 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 Dandy Andy, if you don't know, uh, has a huge stake in them and makes more of his money from the death of babies. Yeah, he's a piece of work. Bashir, Dandy Andy, and Representative John... Uh, Yarmouth, Democrat, Kentucky, are among the officials who have criticized any step to nominate Meredith. Uh, Yarmouth has suggested a plan to nominate Meredith could have been part of a deal with Senator uh, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell to get judicial nominees, though a closely div- through a closely divided Senate. Okay. Kentucky doesn't have a divided Senate. We have a rhino in Washington, Mitch McConnell. We have a guy who's going to serve one term because he's a Democrat as governor. Uh, but we have Rand Paul. We have a lot of good, a lot of good Republican senators. Um, I don't know. In the press conference, Bashir focused on this records, on other cases, and did not mention his anti-abortion stance saying that Meredith is a deputy general counsel who worked on pardons that allowed rapists and murderers to walk free. Don't think that would be quite true if you do some research. The fact that this individual assists former Governor Bevins with the worst misuse or abuse of, of Gerber na- National Power, Gerber National Power, certainly in my lifetime should be disqualifying, Bashir said referring to the pardons Meredith worked on. Bashir criticized both Meredith and Bevins for granting a pardon to a person that had been involved in a gang rape of a minor whom Bashir Bashir says he had prosecuted during his time as Kentucky Attorney General. First, I've heard about it, and I live here and do a lot of research about my own state. Huh, weird. Uh, Bashir reiterated that uh, the Biden administration's claimed that Meredith's nomination is on hold and said that he had not received any definitive reason for the nomination. I certainly hope that they will back off it, Bashir said. Certainly you can expect any conversations on this. I will continue to tell them that this is not an acceptable nomination and I, the rest of Kentucky, oppose it. Well, buddy, you don't speak for all of us. I don't oppose it. I'm in Kentucky. I don't oppose it. I don't oppose it. I oppose you. But you know that. You know that. You know my real name. You know that. You know I oppose you, pal. All right. So let's move on. Uh, uh, Dandy Andy really gets under my skin. Really, really. Uh, his poor handling of co uh, I don't want to get into it. You guys don't want to hear all about Kentucky. Anyways. Also, uh, I keep forgetting to mention this. Somebody mentioned it to me uh, in an email, actually. Um, guys, if you ever want to be a guest on a show or you want, have any questions or anything like that, or just to chat, uh, you can always reach me at olkentucky, olkentucky99 at yahoo.com. The number 99. Olkentucky spelled out, 99 at yahoo.com. All right, let's get to the final story of the day, I believe yeah so this is a big one final story of the day uh once again uh, the biden administration sends 400 million dollars in security aid to ukraine that's right another 400 million dollars remember we just sent them four trillion i mean i don't even know what the total is now The Biden administration on Friday, of course, the last day of the week, unveiled a $400 million security assistance package to Ukraine, which would include four additional high-mobility rocket systems and additional ammunition. In a statement, Acting Pentagon Press Secretary Todd Brasella said the authorization is the 15th uh, drawn-down of equipment under presidential drawn-down authority, which allows the agency to send weapons from its own stockpile. Yeah, keep making us weaker. Yeah, you're, you're, you're smart there, Jojo. Uh, a senior defense official told reporters that Friday's package was meant to help Ukraine cope with the artillery battle in the Donbass region of Ukraine. The U.S. has previous, previously sent... The launchers to convive and Friday's package will bring the number of launchers Washington has sent to twelve. Wonder what that leaves us. <laughs> the system, man, that just—it's that's just crazy. The system which have a range of about 40 miles, gave Ukraine the ability to hit far-away targets with greater accuracy, the senior defense official said, that the HIMARS, Washington, as previously sent, are still accounted for, and that the Ukraine forces are still using them. In addition to the uh, HIMARS, Friday's package includes three Tactical vehicles to recover equipment, demolition, ammunitions. I, I demolition mean uh, ammunitions must be, must be what they meant there. Counter battery systems and spare parts and other equipment. A senior defense official told reporters on Friday that the U.S. would send a thousand rounds. Of a new type of one 155 millimeter artillery ammunition that has greater precise precision and offers uh, precise capabilities precise capabilities for specific targets, but we won't do anything to protect our own country. It will be more effective due to the precision. So it's further evolution in our support for Ukraine in this battle in the Donbass, the official said. <sighs> My goodness. Man, why are we trying to protect Nazis? The U.S. has committed $2.2 billion in security assistance to Ukraine within the last three weeks alone. And $8 billion total since the beginning of the biden administration last week the administration unveiled a separate 820 million dollar weapons package will include two national advanced service air missiles systems air advanced defense systems that can hit targets up to a hundred miles away give them all you want joe give them all you want they're not going to win this war buddy they're not winning this war And I I hope to God they take you down with them. Ukraine is a horrible place. Great people, great people, but a horribly ran country. And Putin said before he went in there that he was going in there to get rid of the Nazis, and he's done everything that he said he was going to do. That's why you do not see these fake CGI or whatever you want to call them uh, videos anymore of the train people suffering because they figured out that we're onto them and we know it's not true all right folks blood pressure's up enough for the day <laughs> all right so that is about all the time we do have for today uh once again if you do want to reach out you can always reach me at ol kentucky 99 at yahoo.com also i am on social media i do have a link tree uh we are on various types of social media videos and so forth and uh once again you've been listening to the red pill current news podcast i'm your host the kentucky guy i hope each of you have a wonderful weekend spend time with your family get out there have some fun god bless and as always god bless america thank you